Welcome to the CND Podcast. I'm CND Editor James Waldron. For this episode, I wanted to explore the community aspect of community pharmacy, and specifically how to make the most of offering services beyond the pharmacy walls. And who better to discuss this with than Addie Williams, Superintendent of the multi-CND award-winning Bedminster Pharmacy in Bristol. The Bedminster team have gained a national reputation for their services, including partnering with a local church to promote health and well-being, and their Pulse in the Pub initiative, which saw the team venture into drinking spots in their neighbourhood to monitor the clientele's blood pressure. I joined Addy in the consultation room at Bedminster Pharmacy to find out more about the philosophy behind this community outreach. Bedminster Pharmacy is famous for its community outreach and services uh, outside, beyond the pharmacy walls. Yes. Um, I wondered if, first of all, you could tell me a little bit about just some of the array of services that you've offered okay. at Bedminster through the years. So, uh, Bedminster, like most pharmacies, uh, offers a whole range of NHS services, and uh, that's MURs, NMS, and commissioned local services as well. So, we're talking about things like weight management, alcohol, brief alcohol intervention, smoking cessation services. Uh, but one of the things we've really tried to do as well is to try and look into our local community and see where we've and identify needs and think, can we make a difference? And I I think that's really helped us in terms of how we devise services so we've tried to also maybe sometimes create our own services to meet some of those needs and try to deliver them in a way that kind of pushes engagement and makes those uh, you know makes those patients actually who maybe sometimes are quite lightly ignored puts a big spotlight on them and make a positive difference so what, what made you first want to start reaching out into your community? Is it something that you've always had as a philosophy to pharmacy or develop? I think, I think um, very likely, like most pharmacies, you finish your university and you have this idyllic you know, vision of going into community and you know, trying to really engage your patients. But you go along and kind of just go bogged down with you know with day-to-day things you know coping with those daily pressures but um, in a few years ago two years now when the funding cuts were announced I had a local MP Karen Smith and uh, Karen Smith is a she sits on the front bench of the labor uh, you know team and I remember she came into the pharmacy and she specifically said to me she said oh you know it's a really good pharmacy here can I know what services you offer and I think it just really dawned on me that people really admire pharmacy you know they love the the aesthetics of what we look like and the, what the services we provide but they don't really know a lot enough about us so that kind of was what could I think for me was the, you know the eureka moment to think people need to know about us but if they're going past you can't drag them in and when they come in most of the time they you know they're time pressured they're feeling unwell they've come in specifically for a reason or for somebody else you know it may not necessarily provide the best opportunity but what about if we went into their world and then and we actually fitted into their world and I think that's really been important for me as well to, to learn that and, and, and that's been key to some of the things we've been doing. Well, you, that's a good point I'm talking about fitting into these communities I mean Bedminster certainly part of um, Bedminster, your area of Bristol is quite deprived or You're contains right, yes. some deprived communities. Um, has it always been easy to fit in? Have they that's been good, receptive to all of your services? That's a good point, James. And I think when I first came here now, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, about four years now, um, I, I was conscious actually that I, you know, this was an area that even for myself, I, you know, didn't, was very unfamiliar with that. And I, I kind of stood out like a sort home as well. And, you know, the mannerisms, the language was so different and it had its own culture. Uh, one of the things that's helped me is that I 
I became part of the group of directors for the local businesses here. And there's nothing better than sitting, you know, with the guy that runs the pub and the guy that runs the, the fruit and veg shop and, and understanding actually what's, what is the essence of a community? What are the things, the value, the history of that? And then when you are kind of then thinking, actually, what am I trying to do? You kind of have to embrace that sense of, I want to make this community better. And, you know, if they have a better health and they have better, you know, mental well-being, that's what comes out from that. And so whatever we're doing, we're actually trying to make that better. And, and that kind of motivation then is what you then share with the team. And the team, I think, fortunately, were, have really been people that bought into that. And many times they've been great at you know, much better than I would ever be coming up with campaigns and running campaigns. So that I think has really helped us is that sense of we want to be the f- want to be the pharmacy for this community, but we want to make a positive difference in this community. And is that always the same reason for running a campaign? I mean, is it just making a difference, or as a business, do you have any very any more uh, any more set criteria? On exactly. How you exactly. Thank you for that because I think ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, you no matter how, how admired you are, if you don't get those figures right, you will find yourself in trouble. And we. We've also really used that business acumen to look at the you know the campaigns that we're doing the you know to see that actually what is it delivering for us so we have set criteria we we look at what our return for investment is and a lot of those things is actually not so much of a great outlay it's you know sometimes time but more importantly actually just ideas and the good thing is you most probably in the pharmacies you know you have a team of people and it's everybody it's even from our wholesaler delivery drivers you know we, we get them what do you think you know get people ideas they will feed into that the other thing as well that we look at is also to see that this campaigns we're doing how do they fit into the services that we provide that sometimes are underutilized or undersubscribed you know how does the patient that's coming in that engaging with your smoking cessations you know campaign how do they get into your commission service because actually if they come in you know they will be successful and and they will become actually a great ambassador and you know for your service as well so we we do also make sure that the campaigns we run make financial sense as well well, we try to create this because it's no point telling people how high they need to jump. It's better for you to turn up and bring them a you know, trampoline as well and say, okay, let's jump together. And I think that's more fun for everybody. And I think that's really what we try to do as well to, to make sure that we, you know, it makes sense financially and the investment itself is, you know, is one that is justifiable because I think actually in the current climate, you know, people are in a lot of pain and, you know, but if we feel very much that that's the right way to go about things. Well, I think it's really interesting what you say about kind of rubbing shoulders with local business owners you know people who do have influence in their community but also can give you a sense of how the community is feeling and what they're receptive to when, when you're talking about delivering your services out in the community where are you actually talking about where so are these we, taking place <laughs> so we do things that uh, we do uh, blood pressure checks in the pub we do wow. uh, smoking cessation campaigns in the pub we've done uh, men's health campaigns with the t- tattoo places as well and and um, we go into the nail parlors you know as well we go into the Wilkinson store um, we have also gone into you know breakfast places so your old greasy bowl greasy fryer places we go into there and, and the whole idea of it is that actually you know if we can go into our community and be seen as and normalize that normalize those interactions what then happens is the community then feels it's okay to come into you because actually you know we're just carrying on the conversation we've had somewhere else so that's been you know for us is we've learned that and and it's quite amazing you go into the pub and i'll show you the always get a free cup of coffee <laughs> I think they have to wash up a cup for you or something but you know so it's nice as well you know you kind of feel as if they they do value the fact that you've come in and I mean how do you judge uh, how do you judge if 
it, uh, well, let's go for a specific one, I suppose. You know, what what is one of the service that you you've judged to be a real success, mm-hmm. and then how did you judge that that service well, so was a success for your pharmacy? So, the, so one of the, my favorite campaigns is the, is the BEMI Challenge, which is the annual men's health campaign that we do. And what that means is that for men's health week, we do a, a whole set of initiatives. And the, the, the root idea is that we're trying to get men to come in and do what would be a minor cardiovascular assessment. But rather than telling them that, we say, oh, you know, come in, we have a gift. And the idea is that bring in your friends and see, you know, who's got the better stats, you know, we've got a better BMI so you check your weight your height you know we take measurements around your tummy we look at alcohol uh, consumption chats as well and especially in Bedminster where nobody smokes you know it's an amazing community Uh, we get people (laughs) to do a carbon monoxide test and and then you know kind of figure out why it looks as though the batteries even after we've changed them are still saying that oh you know your lungs are really quite damaged Mm -hmm. from the smoking but um, well I guess on that note has that been quite difficult to have a you have a patient (laughs) Group who's who doesn't want to admit that they are regular smokers, and yet that's a you know smoker cessation is a key is a key, key service f- for you. Has that been hard to to politely break exactly. down that yeah. I think, denial? I think, I think, thank you very much. Yeah. And then that's a good point because you know when we when we used to do you know medicines use reviews and we ask patients, do you smoke? They say no. Now you kind of. You know, you can't follow that up by saying, "Would you like to do a carbon monoxide test?" Because actually, you're testing their integrity. But what happens with this is that, well, actually, you know, you do the test, they go, "Oh, what's going on?" So, go, oh, well, I do smoke a bit. Okay, then that's fine. Okay, why don't we? You know, it's it's it means that you have no defenses, and it's nice. And there's the, no judgment. I suppose, there's no judgment, and you know, also it's very important to set to get the tone right. And I think that for us, those initiatives, you know, delivered in a fun, engaging manner, the tone is to say, "Well." actually we're your friends and we care about you and you know we want you to have fun with us but actually if you get poorly and your health will get poorly if you keep to these habits you you won't be able to come in you won't be able to engage you may not even be around anymore and, you know but we want to help you and I, and then you say okay what can you do how can we do this and that's the way it works and i think really for bemi challenge what's really been good about it is it's now something that the whole community looks forward to so i was on the radio doing an interview this morning and and in the radio presenter she covered bemi challenge last year and she said oh i'm looking forward to next year's bemi challenge and i think it's it's the whole sense in which it's created a community ownership because actually what you want for the community to do is to own the idea but see you as the facilitator of not just of the idea but actually the outcome and ultimately that's really good as well in terms of looking at how the how it's financially viable and fits into that business model which is very important as well and you did find it was financially viable it then is financially viable i think we we look at those sort of campaigns and like bemi challenge and you think actually what's the food flow that it creates for us uh, how are people coming in what because people maybe never knew we were here and now they know we do they know the kind of pharmacy the ethos that we have it's a unique selling point the media attention is also very good because it's local so people are interested in what's good you know why you're doing this and there and it, it really does help to differentiate you from your other colleagues around as well so you know people are saying well that's what this pharmacy does and they're different so that's all been very good for us well i suppose for my final question uh let's say i'm an independent pharmacy con- contractor I'm, I'm working a team for uh, heading up a team at one of the chains and you know you've sold it to me we need to do more community outreach it raises the profile of the farm of the uh, pharmacy in the community it uh, it can just help 
you know increased community cohesiveness which is you know important in these kind of fragmented times and it can be financially viable if you pick the right service um, what is your advice for the, those uh, C&D readers who do want to do more community outreach? I, I think the first thing I'll say is to really is to go for it I think really there is you know there is always a sense of trepidation thinking oh you know I'm not so sure how this is going to go and I think that you know go for something but go for something in the way that you're comfortable with and I think that's 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 important don't don't go to the extreme and look so uncomfortable let people people feel so you know they feel so apologetic for putting you in that position it just creates a, a really bad uh, atmosphere for your campaign but at the same point as well let it I think don't don't feel that you have to take ownership pharmacists you know are busy they're rushing around they're trying to manage many things the pressures are there you know there I think it's good to hand this over to the team you know you'll be surprised but they're better at doing it than you anyway and you know and what you also do is that you then create a culture and you create a lot more fun and more energy into it rather than you trying to not just run a program but actually create the energy that's there I think the other thing as well is you know keep a record of it evaluate what you're doing get some feedback you know from the people that you're engaging with when you you know get get something that you can statistically analyze if possible and if not certainly don't kind of dismiss any sort of anecdotal evidence as well when you're doing AMUR ask people what do you think of our flu campaign last year what do you think of our smoking campaign because if they if you went all out for it and nobody seems to remember it then you know actually that didn't work and you may find out why as well why didn't you you know maybe because people your tone was wrong I think that's there but I think my most important message is to say that you know the healthy living pharmacy ethos is is one that is an opportunity for community pharmacy don't see that just a tick box exercise for your quality payments but actually it's your unique selling point and if you really start to embrace that people will say the difference between you and another colleague is that the fact that you care because you care to do more and I think doing more in that sense really becomes great value so do more but you can do it in a way that doesn't necessarily mean that you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself Addy Williams thank you very much for speaking thank to you very much, James.